When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our next guest is, uh, we love him, we love this guy. We, we agree, I think, Bernie and I, that uh, he's the best politician uh, in New York in the history. I mean, four decades, this guy on Long Island did an amazing job, but also did stuff with Homeland Security and the federal government, just an amazing guy and a dear, 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 dear friend. Here he is, a great Peter King. Pete, good morning. Welcome back, pal. Hey, there. I see great to be with you, great to be with you, Bernie. Let me just to start make one correction. Andrew Garbarino voted against the 9-11 committee, the, 9, the uh, January 6th committee. He voted against it, and they keep putting a story out there. It's really a phony issue. He voted against it, as every Republican did except for Adam Kinzinger. And Thir- no, 30, 35 well, Republicans voted against it, uh, for, for, no, that's, according to my no, research. That's wrong. That, that was not the committee. That was a commission which was going to be five Republicans, five Democrats. Uh, nobody was going to be from Congress. It was similar to the 9-11 commission. It was totally different. It was going to be totally bipartisan, and that was negotiated by Republicans under the direction of Kevin McCarthy, and then Donald Trump at the end pulled the rug out. If he had gone with that, if that that commission had been in place, it had to end by December 31st of last year. Subpoenas had to be approved by both sides, and it was going to be five Republican appointees and five Democrat appointees. So it's really wrong. Whoever is spreading that stuff about Andrew Garbarino, you know, stick with the facts. That is really not true at all. This committee is there today. It was voted on in the House entirely by Democrats, and uh, except for Kinziger and Cheney. That, well, that's a, a very important distinction because if you look it up online, it does say that he voted along with uh, Kinziger and, and, and 34 other Republicans, or 33 including himself, uh, that, uh, yes, they voted. But uh, uh, you, you are the ultimate source. You know what's happening. So that's a, an unfair smear against uh, Garbarino. He did not vote for the January 6th committee. Uh, and that's very, very, remember that, ladies and gentlemen, people are spreading a, a false rumor about him. And I looked it up because it does say that. You go to various websites, it says that he voted for it, but th- that's a, an important distinction. Thank you for making it and pointing it out here, uh, Congressman King. Great. Thanks, Bernie. Yeah, thank you. All right, so uh, listen. Uh, well, you ruined my whole Yankee Stadium story, Pete. I hope you're happy now. <laughs> No, listen, I, I have no problem with people running primaries. I'm just saying they should. Uh, that, that was such an important issue. And, sure. and there was a disagreement on, on that commission, but that was originally uh, set up, uh, was, was being negotiated by Kevin McCarthy and the Democrats, and it, it came to an agreement, and then Donald Trump came out against having any investigation. So when that went down, then Pelosi went ahead and formed this committee. Uh, this unfair show trial committee, which is uh... – uh, it, 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 again, they were supposed to have Jim Jordan. McCarthy wanted to put Jim Jordan and a Representative Banks on it, and she said no. For the first time in, in history, uh, she appointed the Republicans, the opposition, essentially, on a, a hearing uh, committee. Uh, is, so effectively there's no opposition. Uh, Trump is being smeared by this committee, and he has no one uh, to help defend him uh, in the form of uh, you know Jordan or Banks. So it is just a, it's a circus, it's a sham, a Soviet-style show trial. And uh, people like Fox News should not be airing it because they know better. 
a CNN understandably would do something like that. But uh, do you think it's affecting people, uh, voters out there, uh, Congressman King? I don't think it is. I would say it may have a minimal effect. I think it would have more effect if it was a true a true committee. I know the years I was in Congress, and from everything I've read before then, I'm not aware of the majority party ever telling a minority party who they could put on a committee. When I was chairman of the Homeland Security Committee, now I had some Democrats on the committee who were opposed to everything I wanted to do. I mean, they, they were constantly, constantly interrupting. They were constantly objecting to everything I was doing. It never entered my mind that I, I could have them removed from the committee. Just the whole idea of living in a democracy or democratic republic is that both sides have the opportunity to state their case. And uh, to me, it's like having a trial with not allowing any, any defense or any defense lawyers. And uh, again, uh, Jim Jordan and Banks, they would have been tough questioners. And I think in the long run, if there is real evidence coming from the committee, it would have more, more credibility. But I've spoken to many people who are not necessarily Trump fans anymore. But they refuse to watch it. They say it's just a phony show. And listen, when I see, uh, you know, one of the things that made committee hearings interesting is they're spontaneous. You never know what the other side is going to say. You have to be quick on your feet. If you notice, these people are all reading from a teleprompter. I've never heard of a teleprompter being in, in the, in the uh, committee hearing. I mean, every really? member up and down, they're reading. It's like a Hollywood script. And it just takes away from, listen, I think uh, – is some evidence that could be very damaging to President Trump. Have it out there and have it be cross-examined. There's no evidence. Very little evidence is always exactly what it seems to be the first time around. And that's why you have to have cross-examination and having that dialogue. By not having it, it hurts the country. It also hurts the Democrats in the long run. This is uh, the great Congressman Peter King. Pete, do you watch the gubernatorial debates? Uh, last night was the first one that, that I did not get a chance to watch. Okay, well, so what, uh, why did you watch the other two? I'm just curious why. You know why I'm asking you why? Because, and, and this is not a knock, but uh, you've been in Lee Zeldin's camp enthusiastically from day one. Lee Zeldin right. uh, has not won any of these debates. Uh, you can make an argument Giuliani won all three or he won two. Astorino won one. Zeldin, even last night again, gets caught up in the nonsense, the back and forth with Wilson and Astorino. Yet uh, you're not going to change your mind. You were never going to change your mind. So why do you watch these debates? Well, first of all, let's find out you know, where they stand on the issues, how they're going to handle it, how it's going to look for November. And also, uh, again, you know, with, with Lee, I, you know, uh, the Post, when they endorsed Lee, they said he clearly won the first debate. He had a great performance oh, get out in the of first here. debate. Stop it. And, well, I'm saying what the Post says. I what the Post says. He got, he got killed that first debate. Killed. Harry Wilson kicked well, his ass. I, again, he's still, last poll I saw, I was, somebody gave me access to it, he's still winning, I think, by 12 points. No. So, and, and debates don't prove everything. Uh, the idea is to show that you have knowledge, that you're going to be capable, and you're going to be able to. Uh, handle yourself in November, you wouldn't base it just on a debate. But listen, I have nothing. Again, Harry Wilson, what bothers me with him is he's like in and out. He ran for office about eight years ago, and he disappeared. And suddenly he comes in, and he's spending you know, millions of dollars. As far as Estorino, I've known Rob Estorino for years. He was a great candidate uh, for governor. Uh, he was an outstanding county executive in Westchester County. When I was on the House Financial Services Committee, I tried to help them <clears throat> as far as HUD and as far as the housing when they were trying to impose housing on them up in the uh, 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 Westchester and Andrew. Andrew's a great guy. I've known Andrew for years. Obviously, uh, I've known his father, Rudy. We worked together almost 55 years ago. Wow. So, I mean, he's, uh, again, Andrew is a, a really a great talent. I don't think that he's going to be able to make it this time around, but I hope he stays. Listen, first, I hope he does well, but I also hope he stays active in politics. I mean, he's a natural. When you see him speak, he's, he's a natural guy, a, a natural leader, I think. I think he'll do a great job. But uh, no, it's not um, against Estorino or Giuliani. I am against Wilson. But I am for Lee. I've seen Lee in Congress. 
His record is solid. I think he will do a solid job as governor, and he'll be able to work the system and make it work. Former Congressman Peter King, uh, and also uh, our colleague here at the 77 WABC at 5 o'clock at night on Cats at Night, Peter King, I went with Bernie and said, Congressman King, uh, you were you were substituted for Sid, uh, had to be six months ago, something like that. And I put you in a difficult position. I asked you, uh, Trump or Ron DeSantis? And early on, you, you, you said Ron DeSantis. And it was a tough spot for you because a lot of people – well, obviously, they're big, big-time big Trumpers. But Bo Deedle this morning in the 77 WABC Clip of the Day, he says it's time for Trump to move on. He's going for DeSantis at this point, and I hear a lot of people. So my my point is that uh, you were you were early on when it was t- a tough decision to make early on that people are saying that Trump is divisive. The January 6th committee stuff notwithstanding, that's a bunch of garbage in my opinion. But uh, so you still stand by that opinion of yours, uh, Trump over, uh, excuse me, DeSantis over Trump? Yeah. Uh, again, I have great respect for Donald Trump. I had a very good personal relationship with him. He's very helpful whenever I would ask for anything. He would always get back on the phone and we'd talk. No, I mean, and he had an excellent record as president. I just think the way he keeps dwelling on the election of uh, 2020, and he will be the issue. I mean, I want Joe Biden and the Democrats to be the issue. In 2024, obviously, if Donald Trump is a nominee, I'll, I'll support him. And I'm not going to be saying negative things about Donald Trump. But I thought, like seeing yesterday, Piers Morgan's op-ed in the uh, a column in, in the New York Post, what Bo said today. And I'm sensing that when I'm out there with people who say, Trump is a great president. But I just think we can't get bogged down mm. in, the, you know, in, right. in, in the next election talking about Donald Trump when we want to be talking about Joe Biden and, and the Democrats. So it's not that I'm anti-Trump at all. I just think at this time. Uh, that DeSantis and uh, would be a stronger candidate. And was, I, I, I didn't know Ron well, but I uh, worked with him in, in, in Congress. Uh, he's very smart. A guy went to uh, Yale and Harvard, captain of his baseball team. He is a Navy veteran. He was over in Iraq. And uh, the difference, I think, is that he will take very tough positions, but he will always be able to back them up. He's extremely smart and thorough guy. And Donald Trump is very smart, not always as thorough as you have to be when you're facing a hostile media. Democrats don't have to be uh, uh, thorough. They can just go out and say something like was said at your daughter's graduation yesterday. Right. Uh, right. Say something. And right. nobody argues. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, uh, Black Lives Matter is great. Oh, yes. Uh, cops are evil. Yes. Uh, we're an inherently racist country. I mean, all that stuff. They just say it and then never have to back it up. We need if we're going to have a candidate taking really tough positions, we need someone who has all the details, has the knowledge, and has the guts to stand by his position. And that's why I think DeSantis could be a strong candidate. Also, Tim Scott, a uh, very strong candidate. Yes. And, and that's just another one I can think of. To emphasize uh, Peter's point, Bernie, it's funny you bring this up. Two days ago on my Twitter account, at Sid Rosenberg, two days ago, you can look this up, I wrote, Joe Biden is easily the worst president in my lifetime. This inept America-hating dolt makes Carter look like Lincoln. 2024 can't come fast enough. Who is your choice now? And I will tell you, you can look at this, Peter and Bernie. There's a lot of votes here, a lot, a lot. Uh, 5%, any Democrat works for me. 9.5%, I hate them both. 34% Donald Trump. 52% Ron DeSantis is my choice. That is a that is a pretty t- and that that's on Twitter. These are people that love Trump on Twitter. Fifty two percent DeSantis, thirty four percent Trump. Hey, uh, Peter, in these uh, local elections, you mentioned Garbarino, and you and I spent time together for Paul King uh, in his town a couple of weeks ago. There's another event coming up Sunday, the day after my anniversary, which has Paul King, Tom Sullivan, 
who me and Bernie love dearly, and Joe Pinion money against Joe Chuck Pinion, Schumer. Yeah. Are you going to go to that on Sunday? No, no, I can't make that, but I'm in constant contact with uh, the uh, Paul King campaign. We call him the good king. Uh, he's, uh, <laughs> I mean, he, this guy is everywhere. And if, if you see him on Facebook. He's meeting with every race and ethnic group. He's out there. He's bringing the Republican message. He's not just staying in Bell Harbor or in Rockaway. He's out there meeting people. And really, I think he's attempting to show that Republican message is right to everyone. We can't live in our own cocoon. We have to go out and be proud of what we stand for. And he's doing that. And I think he's he's running a very solid grassroots campaign. But could he beat Gregory Meeks? I agree he's running a great campaign, but whether it's opinion against Chuck Schumer or, or King here against Gregory Meeks, can those guys really win? You know, listen, you've got to make the fight. And, uh, I mean, there are years. I, I remember in 1994, and this was on the other side of it, Republicans took back the House for the first time in 50 years. I don't know how many seats we won, 60 or something. And uh, to be honest with you, we elected a few guys nobody ever heard of because the wave was there. When you have two guys like Pinion and uh, Paul King who have great ability and it's Republican year, you know, it's not just a question of lightning striking, but the opportunity is going to be there and they want to make you know the most of it. It's going to be tough. I'm not kidding anyone, but they can do it. And uh, if not this year, maybe two years from now or four years from now, it's a, it's a long, hard fight. I mean, you know, Ronald Reagan – Lost in 1976 to Gerald Ford, but then he came back in 1980 and he won. So the idea is you got to, because uh, the Republican Party has really been defunct in Queens for too long. And, uh, you know, my good friend Bob Turner was chairman there for a while, but I'm a congressman. Yep. But it's really been pretty much defunct. Now people like Paul King are rebuilding it. And they're, you know, uh, I, I think they can do it. If not this year, maybe next year or the year after, we've got to get the, the uh, grassroots uh, motivated and working hard. Absolutely. I love that word, defunct. Uh, Congressman Peter King on the Bernie and Sage Show. Congressman, quick, quickly, briefly, Eric Adams, uh, solo patrols for uh, police officers on the subways. Uh, a, a cop got into an, an altercation. He got hurt. Uh, he reversed the policy quickly. I mean, is this is this leadership? Uh, you know, just, I mean, uh, uh, to make a, a, fault, a flawed decision like that only to reverse it a week later? I mean, that's not uh, that's not exactly good leadership, don't you think? Yeah, to me, it was something that should have been done from the start, especially now when people aren't afraid to attack cops. Maybe that would have worked you know, some years ago when people realized the cop would really be allowed to defend himself. Today, uh, they know the cop is on, on uh, defense. And also, you have these people are more emboldened now to attack cops. And any time you're down the subway one or two, and you know, two people attack you, you're on defense. And uh, so, no, I think it is important to have two cops on, on the train. And uh, hopefully this is a solid step forward, and there'll be more of them. Listen, I think Adams, many of the things he says are right. Many of his decisions are right. They are getting guns off the street, but he's got to be consistent. He can't be uh, saying we're going to fight crime, and then the next breath say we can't go back to the bad old days when we were stopping crime. So uh, to me, it's, it's somewhere in the right direction. And again, as I told you guys, I have a great respect for Keyshawn Sewell. Let her do the job. She'll get it done. But he's got to stand up, and he's got to take on – uh, Albany, he's going to take on the city council. He's going to take on his DAs. Absolutely. Listen, Congressman King, thank you for straightening uh, the the record with uh, Garbarino. He did not vote for the January 6th committee. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, remember that. There's a rumor, a smear going around that uh, Garbarino voted for the January 6th committee. He did not. 
and Congressman King straightened that out this morning. Thank you, sir. Thank you for your appearance, and thank you Great for appearance. yes, and Great. your you know your statesmanship all these years. Thank you, sir. We love you. Thank you. Thank you, Shed. We love you, Peter. Right. I'm still I'm still endorsing Carcinelli, but we love you. <laughs> If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.